Hello and a warm welcome to Econa Day Unplugged on Tuesday, the 20th of July 2021. I'm Jeremy Hawkins, all by myself today in London. Well, it looks as if the combination of the rapidly spreading Delta variant and some slightly less dovish noises from a number of central banks are causing stock market investors to pause for thought. Yesterday was a particularly rocky day for equities, and it might just mean that their recent apparent ability to decouple from rising inflation pressures isn't quite what it once was. Certainly, it'll be interesting to see how they react should the next round of CPIs beat market expectations. Perhaps fortunately then, this isn't the most important week for US data, but there are some potentially market-moving events in the European calendar. So we thought this week we'd concentrate upon what's happening on my side of the pond. The main focus will be the ECB's policy announcement on Thursday. Now, to be honest, a couple of weeks ago, this looked like being a decidedly uninspiring affair with policy seemingly already predetermined ahead of any possible tweak to the pandemic emergency purchase programme in September. However, following the release of the Central Bank's Structural Policy Review on July the 8th, the official communique and the subsequent press briefing might now be rather more illuminating on where quantitative easing and even interest rates could be headed medium term. And that's because the central bank will have to amend its forward guidance to accommodate the switch in the inflation target from previously close to but below 2% to a straightforward symmetric 2% objective. Until this shift, the ECB expected QE to end shortly before the first hike in interest rates, while key rates were seen remaining at their, to quote, present or lower levels until it has seen the inflation outlook robustly converge to a level sufficiently close to, but below 2% within its projection horizon. And any such convergence has been consistently reflected in underlying inflation dynamics. So the text relating to the inflation target is no longer appropriate. And the key question is, what will it do with it? Well, the amendment from the uh, structural review gives the central bank the opportunity to provide some fresh insights into the conditions required to taper QE and ultimately tighten policy. In a nutshell, the new slightly higher target and accompanying statement provides the ECB a little more flexibility in its policy decisions and at the margin could slightly defer the time when interest rates are finally hiked. Now, the revised forward guidance might reinforce this view, but with clear, clear splits on the governing council, it's can't, nothing can be taken for granted and markets will be watching closely for any signs of increased or indeed reduced dovishness. Otherwise, though, the central bank must be pretty happy with the sliding bond yields and the narrowing in bond spreads we've seen since the June meeting, as well as the drop in the euro, what, as we record, down about 4% or so versus the dollar. All of which, of course, means improving financing, con financing conditions, which is one of the ECB's key goals. So no major changes in the policy levers expected on Thursday, but do keep an eye on forward guidance. Now, most of this so far sounds pretty good, but the central bank has to be worried by the sharp rise we've seen in new COVID cases, courtesy of a Delta variant. Since the start of July, average daily cases per week have risen from just 13,000 to some 57,000 and are climbing sharply. This has already led to new restrictions in France, Greece and the Netherlands, as well as Spain. And while not aggressive, it can't, they can't be good news for the recovery. And indeed, it seems very likely that some of the other European states will have to go down the same sort of route and introduce fresh measures to uh, try and contain the infection rate. 
What about the recovery itself then? Well, with regards to that, it is a bit like the states in Europe. It's a relatively quiet time for economic numbers, but we will get an update on what's happening to business activity in general via the July flash PMIs. They're due out on Friday. Now, as we've mentioned before, these need to be taken perhaps with a little bit of a government warning in the sense that they've been providing a misleadingly bullish picture of the manufacturing ex manufacturing sector uh, for some months now. Uh, and that's partly due to the fact that the way these things are constructed, uh, some of the components, although normally increases might be seen as being perhaps slightly negative, the way it's working out this time, it's actually helping to push these indices higher, particularly I'm talking about here, the likes of um, vendor performance and prices. Um, but it will get some useful updates coming from it on the services sector, which is always difficult to get hard data on in the first place. So markets, as ever, will be looking at them closely. For what it's worth, the expectations for the key composite output index for July for the eurozone in total, that stands at 60.0. So that'd be up a little bit from 59.5 last time. Uh, manufacturing at 62.5, just down slightly from 63.4. And services 59.6, up from 58.3. So in other words, the, uh, the well modest improvement expected to come through in the headline composite output index will be driven by what has been until now anyway, uh, the ongoing relaxation of COVID restrictions, which is very much helping the likes of the hospitality sector and so boosting the service sector's contribution. What else have we got? Well, I guess the other main focus for Europe anyway will be in the UK. Um, numbers coming out of the UK, as we talked about on previous podcasts, by and large have been surprisingly strong and certainly of any link suggesting that inflation is rising a good deal more quickly than expected, both by market participants and crucially by the central bank as well. Indeed, we've had a number of comments coming out from central bank officials over the last week or so to the effect that they have been somewhat surprised by the speed with which inflation has accelerated. And we've had, I suppose, bottom line is a number of warning signals from, from senior officials to the effect that quantitative easing might be ending rather sooner than expected. And indeed, within the marketplace now, there is speculation that we could see quantitative easing coming to uh, its termination date as soon as the next meeting in August. So with regards to that, then do keep an eye on Friday's numbers, the retail sales in particular. Retail sales have rebounded extremely strongly in the UK over the course of the last several months. May was a little bit disappointing, but that only came after demand went through the roof in the previous month. Um, if anything, June is expected to see another small rebound, but it's going to leave sales you know, extremely high on the quarter on quarter basis. And as we talked previously, growth of retail sales is running a good way ahead, double digit, in fact, percentage points ahead of the growth we've seen in industrial production uh, since what just before the pandemic in May of last year. So that's just going to add to uh, inflationary pressures already being caused by this ongoing rise we have in raw material costs. So if we do see, I must say, a particularly strong increase in retail sales uh, for June, that must just exacerbate you know, market expectation. We're going we're gonna to have to see the Bank of England being forced into at least a less accommodative stance, albeit perhaps not quite yeah, a tightening stance yeah, a good deal sooner rather than later. OK, well, I think that's pretty pretty much it from me in terms of this short roundup. Um, on behalf of the Connor Day team, thanks as ever for listening. We'll be back in force next week. And in the meantime, of course, you can find all the market moving data and events analysed and listed in the Connor Day's global economic calendar. calendar. Calendar, if I can say it. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.